This is the remix. minutes in this program and you know to make a nice call cheer for you. This is what we're see. Is there a wow. murder going on? That was awesome. Put the camera on me please. I don't need press releases. I don't need statements from the company. I don't need all of this other stuff. Let me be the first to stand up and say that I want to express my sincere apologies to the Asian community and the Asian American community. I was wrong, period. Um, there's no excuse. This is not ESPN, this is not Disney. A lot of people out there going off about Disney and ESPN, no. This was me. Wasn't Max, wasn't Molly, wasn't the producers on first take, wasn't the bosses, it was me. I said it. And the reality is, is that I was completely clueless as to the kind of impact that this would have on the Asian and the Asian American community. That was not my intent at all. You just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. Is Stephen A. Smith the greatest sports television commentator personality ever? I mean, the guy apologized because he was criticizing Shohei Otani because he needed a translator yeah. and couldn't speak English. Right. He criticized Otani for that, and the next day his apology is like one of the most riveting things I've ever heard. <laughs> Like, that's, that was incredible television. And it was an apology for him being he a moron. He started the apology with, put the camera on me. <laughs> like, that is a level of, like... Well, oh, you're the only one whoa. in the room. Where else would it be? There's no one else in there. How he's is well, he com so he's well compensated that? for all those apologies. How is he so good at that? And he, it, 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 he literally admits, I didn't know what I was talking about. You talk for a living about sports. Like, how are you... You can't give that away. And at the same time, it's like, no, 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 all right, let him keep talking. He's perfect for what his job is, which means he's polarizing. And that's why he was a really, really good sports columnist in Philadelphia because, and I've said this before, sports columns, the worst thing about a sports columnist is someone reads and puts down and have no opinion. Like, you don't want that. You want someone to say, I hate this guy, he's an idiot, I can't stand him, or I really like that. If you have say, and no one's in the middle on Stephen A. Smith. That's why I think he's so good. Because no one, I've never met anyone in Stephen A. Smith's guy, I don't have an opinion on him. So that's why I think the guy's really good at what he is. Now, you might hate him, but even the people who hate him are usually listening to him. I mean, and that's it. So he, 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 he definitely fills the role that he's supposed to fill. He just does. Oh, yeah. I mean, and very well. I mean, we're all just completely waiting for the hockey takes. Oh, my God. Oh, they're going to be which, so which, They're going to be awesome. I mean, Ben Goats, it's pretty funny. ESPN, it was two seconds after they agreed to deal. Ben goes tweets. Uh, I cannot wait for Stephen A's. Mark Andre Fleury <laughs> needs to get it done. I don't like that guy in Las Vegas. Uh, no, he's again. He's very polarizing, and you know he's. I can't wait for him to go on a thing like you, they traded for Mark Stone, and he won't show up in the playoffs. <laughs> what? <laughs> what channel is the expansion draft for the Kraken going to be on? Because it is next week. Does, does ESPN's deal like literally they, oh, start yeah. now? Look, the way the way uh, was it CBS? The way they said goodbye. NBC, yeah. And excuse, NBC, pardon me. The way they said goodbye. It's like they're never watching after the game sport five. Again. They're never watching or caring about sport again. So I would assume the expansion drafts on some 
ESPN channel. Do you know how much I want Stephen A. Smith breaking down these expansion yes. draft yes. picks? Because how he, did they not protect him? Right. <laughs> Even though the Golden Knights went from the expansion draft to the Stanley Cup final, they still took guys that you were like, who? Oh, a lot what of those guys. There? Yeah. Like who? That yeah. guy. What? Like right. Jake Bischoff was a part of the expansion yeah. draft. I, if it's on ESPN, I need Stephen A. Smith and first take the next morning breaking down. Are the Kraken a playoff <laughs> contender after the expansion draft? It's going to be phenomenal. It's gonna be, I, his takes will be phenomenal in hockey. The, one of the best things he ever did was just decide, all right, I hate the Cowboys. I need him to do that with a like. Well, and I wonder if that the had Detroit a lot. Detroit Red Wings. I wonder if yes, that had a lot to do with. Uh, did that have a lot to do with being with Skip? I think so. Right. It was Mr. Dallas, Mr. Every, Cowboy, Mr. Oh my God. Football season oh, see, was how great the Cowboys were. Yeah. Okay. And see, I always thought that Cowboys fans hated Skip because of all the stuff he said about Troy Aikman. Another guy who wrote for the Dallas Morning News for so many years, and people didn't like him. Well, I mean, well, because some of the stuff it just just like. Seems like you're insinuating that our quarterback is gay and also with no evidence. I I wonder. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, look, he's got a lot of juice at that company. He's, it's, you know, was put out this week again. He's by far the biggest, most paid, highest paid employee they have. I wonder the other day on Otani. I mean, the, the backlash on Twitter was what you'd expected. It was, it was quick and it was like very pointed. Does he have enough juice to where he didn't have to say anything? You know, no, the whole, you're, this is coming right off the Rachel, Rachel Nichols stuff. And she has, she's not, I don't think, comparative to him at that stage. I don't think anybody's comparative to him for, like, kind of power or whatever you want to do in terms of the broadcasting. So I We need just, to bring Drew McGarry on, our ESPN I, analyst. I did. I, I wondered, though, like, when I saw the next day on what you just played, like, was that just him looking at social media? And I'm sure he looked at it and knew he just got blasted. Or is that some executive saying, eh, you got to go say something? Well, I think... I think he is being truthful when he like, – I think it was a sincere apology if he realized, oh, that's I, – I understand why I said that or why that's wrong what I said. But I, I do think ESPN went out of its way because first take yesterday, they had Jeff Passan come on, their baseball writer. Who was pretty pointed, by the way. Who basically ripped into, hey, yeah. Shohei Otani is a superstar and he's the exact type of person we should be embracing. Well, he, also had, he also called it ignorant for saying – yeah. What he said. And they also had Jung Leon, who is one of their, if you watch like Around the Horn, he's one of the panelists on there who's, uh, uh, I don't know what Asian country he's from, but from Asian descent, he came on there. And I don't know what he said, but we saw him on there. Like they spent the first hour of that show Talking on about Shohei this. Otani and what Stephen A. Smith said about him. So like they went out of their way to like say, no, like this was wrong. So it, I think sincerity, there was a lot from Stephen A. Smith, but I also think it was a lot from ESPN saying, hey, We've got, say a, we've got here. a course yeah. correct here because they spent an hour on it, basically. Yeah. And I, I'll say it again. He fills his role, and he does it probably as well as anyone in the country. And there's a lot of people out there saying, I hate him, hate him. Well, you hate him for a reason because you're watching him. You don't agree with his takes. He's, you know, he's kind of the Dallas Cowboys of sports broadcasters. There's no one in between on him. There's no middle ground with him. And, and by the way, that's how he should be. Yeah. I mean, there's, that's, that's, that's what he gets paid for. Did you watch any of the All-Star game? Uh, no, because I was literally, you know what? I, I watched like two minutes of the seventh inning walking from the Michelob arena from Team USA to my car. I was following it on Twitter. I was kept refreshing to see the score and everything, but no, I didn't. I I watched about the first inning and about the last inning, last two innings or so. You watched the first inning for Otani? Yeah, I watched Otani. He was 0 for 2 at the plate. Disappointing, but I guess he got a three up, three down inning. So someone said Tatis came close on his two at bats. 
Uh, he, he, he had a fly ball just shy of the warning track against Otani, against Otani and and he had two okay. fly yeah he had two All fly right. balls yeah so he was and was angry with himself for just missing what would have been a home run um but yeah but then to watch the end of the game with the American League here's the amazing thing the American League has now won eight straight yeah. of these games which seems like an anomaly but fun fact the American League has not lost the World Series since the Astros moved to the American League okay. That's a big. That's a really fun fact. It is. It is a fun fact. Very important. Are you? Su- I'm not surprised, but that these guys leave during the game, like the. But they the Padre, all did. They all did their press conferences yeah. during well, the game. The Padre beat writer <laughs> tweeted, and it was just so you know. Here we go with the Padre fans. That Tatis had come back into the dugout and, to say goodbye to Dave Roberts, and they had this huge long embrace, and like Dave Roberts, a very like kind of emotional embrace with them, and the Padre fans went crazy and crazy, and then someone like said, "Hey, pump the brakes." He's known the kid since he was like three. But I took out of that is why is Tatis leaving in the seventh inning? Like, where's he going? Like, I like he has to wait for Machado and Cromer to get on the private plane to go to Washington. So, but these guys leave during the game. I always thought that was peculiar. Like, I don't know where they're going. Yeah, it's the All Star Game. Who cares? Yeah, it's, he's probably up on the concourse. Like, <laughs> ten bucks autographs. <laughs> Just go uh, full I, Pete Rose. I hate to give this guy. He's so good, and you know who he plays for. I hate to give him credit, but you just—I read so many things from the All Star Game saying, like, like the first day, one guy in the field signing autographs for like an hour before the home run derby. Him, they—they they say he's, and I hate it. I want him to be like the worst guy. And everything you read about this guy, I'm like, oh my god, he's not only an incredible player, but he's the only one out there signing autographs for kids. There were two huge contracts that got signed in the off season: Tatis's extension and the guy whose bobble night bobblehead night got canceled. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't heard an update on that, by the Good way. Good job, Dodgers. So Haven't heard an update that on that way. By the way, on just baseball and like the stars of baseball, because what Stephen A. Smith was complaining about was like you're fit the face of baseball and can't have a translator. First off, like Spanish is the language of baseball. Yes, like, yes. More of them speak yeah. Spanish yeah. than English. But like, I, if you're looking at like faces of baseball right now and into like the next five to ten years. Fernando Tatis, Shohei oh, yeah. Otani, and yes. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yes. Like those three. Yeah. I want to watch those three yeah. play every day. Like those three. Yes. It's incredible. Like I, 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 I love More those so three. than Mike Trout. Well, yes. And that was the next one. I mean, I, I would put him in that company. I would actually say, I can't believe I'm saying, but I would actually say Tatis of all of them because yeah. I just think he's. Because he steals. He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Like, and he's not even a great. That's the thing. He does. He's bad at it. The, the, he's uh, very dynamic. Leads the NL in, in errors. Oh, he's, a like, brutal, he's been a brutal fielder. He, this he'll year. do something so athletic, like the one the, the other day. Jump. Yes, the double jump. We're like, and then it'll be a routine grounder. He'll throw it like ten feet past first. And it's like, but that's kind of part of who he is. I mean, and I would rather watch him play. Like Jared said, he steals. I mean, he just does so many things athletically. Um, I guess I'd put Trout in the... F- I'd make it what, four and okay. put Trout in there. What is it about Trout? Because I'm with Jared. I don't think he's as fun as the other three. I don't think he's as fun as Vlad, Shohei, or Tatis. He's, it, he's better. I'm going agree, I'm he's agree healthy, on the definition of fun. I just want to see him drunk. hit because he could at any point just hit, like, you know, hit at five feet. I, I think he plays a great center field. He's a great defielder. He's, he's great fast, field. and he's, like, the best hitter we've it's, seen right. in he's, years. It, to me, it's droning excellence, though. It's just... It's sort of like he, he never... He, Oh man, how did he get in position for that? And then he just makes like a regular catch. He like I I I would love to see him do like full extension something yeah. super heroic, like a double a double jump. It's boring excellence, yeah. yeah I, it's boring it's, excellence. I don't know what it is. Like he's great, and yeah, I would, I if I was starting him, yeah. a team and he's healthy, I would take him over all three of them right now. 
But to Jared's point, I would much rather watch the other three. Did you guys see? I'm going to check this for being being factual, but I think it was. I think it was like a, a, I don't know, it wasn't the Angels, a baseball writer. Someone wrote, hey, Artie's finally bought into what they need. The first 17 draft picks, they pick pitchers. 20, all 20. 20. Every pick that's, an ama- that's amazing. Every, yes. Now, every, again, good for them, but it's like they what? picked 20 <laughs> pitchers in the draft, every, which was every amazing. Pick, every pick they took was a pitcher. That's and amazing. The quote from like the scouting director or whatever was like, yeah, we, we were considering some position players earlier in the draft, but once we got to about eight or nine, we thought, I'll just let it ride and just say, we're picking pitchers the rest of the that, way. That's actually pretty it's, cool. <laughs> well, but it's also one of those like, all right, well, the seventh round pick needs Tommy John. Bring up the eighth round yeah, pick. Exactly. 20, and if one works out, it'll be great. Right. One well, guy's like a starter for like 10 years. Like, that was a good, that was worth it. Because they have had, the, the Angels have had, I think it is two all-star pitchers in the last nine years. Two pitchers. Please tell me one of them wasn't Jared Weaver. And uh, he's the no, no, he's the one from like 2012. Yeah. Jared, we- or Jared Weaver was an all star. And then since since yeah. Weaver, and I think it's like 2012 is the year they've had two all star pitchers. Otani is one of them. And then the other guy didn't pitch. He didn't even pitch in the game that he was an all star for. They've been so bad at pitching for so long. Well, that's why the American League won that year. <laughs> They're like up 5-4 and like, the only guy left is this guy. Dude, do your third inning. We'll put you out again. We can't put that guy in. He, pitch, he pitches for the Angels. We're going to lose again. We're going to break our streak if that guy comes Don't in. Throw some poor guy out there for his third inning. His manager's calling like, why'd you pitch him three innings? It's the All-Star game. But they've had such bad pitching for so long that you honestly, you look at it and say, yes, drafting 20, 20. straight pitchers is probably the way funny. to go. Uh, okay, so the Raiders have not had a good defense in a very long time. <laughs> If they drafted nothing but edge rushers for seven straight rounds, would that make, make the team better? Well, they'd trade them the ones that were good before a second contract. So mm. It'd be weird because Gruden wouldn't talk after the draft. We'd have to listen to only Mayock, and uh, we wouldn't get anything from Gruden. <laughs> All right, coming up next, Sam and Ash join the show. Guys, guys, did you know that I actually have a civil case against that that stole my husband? Don't sue a stripper. Why not? She's a stripper. Life sued her, and she lost. Call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit their website, samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash, because you deserve what's right. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. At Sam and Ash Law on Twitter, 702-820-1234. Sam and Ash, no one liked them. Hi, guys. How are you? Oh, great. Good. No one liked them or no one likes them? No, there's no one liked them. Right? <laughs> oh, good. Like, um, well, good. I... <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, what? Sam's fragile today. <laughs> Be careful, guys. Tread lightly. Well, hold on. I, I heard you were kind of uh, amped up this morning, uh, Ash. So what's going on? Yeah, she's feisty. It's what's in the mug. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, you didn't My answer. Fault, what is I went in the to mug? I went to Vesta, a little local coffee shop, got her some black coffee, um, and my reward is now that she's um, she's over here. You know, a little, little uh, prickly piranha. Wow. <laughs> We're gonna combine guests and have Starkus put something in your mug, and then you'll be really happy. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get to some things that you know we want to talk about. A uh, real quick here, quick question. It just broke, and I want to ask you this. We well, we'll preface this with we really know nothing. But <laughs> Richard Sherman is the former NFL player. He was just arrested in Seattle on burglary, domestic violence at six oh eight, uh, booked into King County Correctional Facility. The question we have, because we know nothing, but he was denied bail on a burglary, domestic violence charge. Can you just? quickly tell us why he would be denied bill is it based on what that police report said and what he's really being charged with comparative to what domestic violence might be in this case 
So when they're making bail determinations, it's always about community safety and likelihood of return for future hearings. So whatever happened is likely um, a violent encounter or there's a fear of the, the person, the victim and, and or family members that this would, if he was released on bail, that it would um, allow him to commit further violent acts. So um, that's usually what it's about. Is he um, a violent member of community? Is he likely to be violent if released? And if he's released, is he likely to return to a hearing? So my guess here is um, they're doing this to protect the safety of the, the victim and the family and, and local community. Uh, and this is crazy. Richard Sherman. Yeah, well, that's what we said. I mean, said. that's the most shocking yeah, exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the, the term that he, or what he was arrested for was burglary domestic violence. Is that as simple as it sounds, that there was a domestic violence incident and he stole something? No, it sounds pretty complicated, um, but it, it depends. Again, I haven't read the police report, but it, he likely entered, the burglary is entering an, an unlawful entry into a residence. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, so he's, he, it sounds like he went into the house, broke into the house, I will say that, broke into the house and then, and then, and then beat up a, a family member. It's just, so he, so, or, or, so it's, yeah, this is. This is a big problem, and it shows that he's not just going to be stopped by a locked door. Well, I'm sure next week we'll be talking to you more about this because yes. I'm sure there will be more details. <laughs> there is a cops report in yes. Seattle getting the police report yeah. right now. So uh, we'll get to that probably later. But there was a story uh, earlier this week from uh, KansasCity.com about Kansas football. And it's a lot to sum up, but there was a football player, Caperton Humphrey. He had been in fights with teammates that actually lived right below him. Uh, he had turned those players into his compliance office at Kansas for selling drugs. He also had lug nuts on his car loosened one day, and he assumed that it was those teammates. The head coach, Les Miles, never punished the players. He actually suggested they go one-on-one in a drill to settle it. But the interesting part here is that at the end of the day, Caperton Humphrey signed a non-disparagement agreement to leave Kansas, go back home to West Virginia, finish his degree with online classes, while Kansas would continue to pay out his scholarship as long as he left and didn't bring this up anymore. How often is an athletic department at a university signing a non-disparagement agreement with an athlete? Uh, I'm going to guess a lot. A you lot. just don't know it. <laughs> There's, um, you know, settlements like this occur, um, you know, for whatever reason. And I, uh, the one thing here is uh, I don't know if the guy who signed it on behalf of Kansas actually had the authority to do so. And, <laughs> and that's why we're now hearing the disparaging story about Kansas athletics and what took place. Well, if you know the uh, Jeff Long, the former AD, you're probably onto something there. Where he, he probably had no authority whatsoever and just started signing these. He, okay, so can you take me through non-disparagement agreement that disallows him to go back and to do any kind of legal action towards Kansas, whether it's the coach, whether it's these guys who fought him, and and apparently the lug nuts in his car. I mean, when you sign that, are you saying you'll never see me again? Just pay my scholarship. Well, that's a very specific element of the agreement that they likely signed. So when they so non-disparagement means literally you're not going to talk crap on the person. It doesn't matter if it's true or false. It it just means you are not going to say anything negative uh, about the person, whoever the the clause uh, protects. So that's just one part, likely, of the settlement agreement that was reached. And by virtue of it being a settlement agreement, there is a promise in there not to sue. That's what all settlement agreements 
do is they basically say, all right, we're settling this. You're not going to sue us. Here's some money. And in exchange for this money, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. And in this case, one of those things is not uh, disparage uh, Kansas and these players. So for the University of Kansas, and this would apply, like if this happened at UNLV, this would apply here too. It's a public university. Like we, we can FOIA documents. We freedom of information. We can get documents from a public university. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how can there be a non-disparagement agreement if we can just ask for any of the documents that they would have to supply as to what happened here? It's a great question. The answer is you can find all this stuff, but it takes effort. And what they're trying to do is prevent this guy from Humphrey from from going on Twitter, social media, and and talking. They're cauterizing one a source, if you will, yeah. for for bad press to get out. Um, you're right. I mean, you can't completely put the genie in, back in the bottle, but it's it's. I they specifically clearly they they identified this guy as a loose cannon. We're like this guy's uh, very likely to do a lot of damage, say a lot of mean things about us, and um, and so they they came up with a with a met you know with a solution, a common solution, by the way, in these cases to get him to to not say anything else. That one was uh that one was interesting. Well, and again, if you knew Jeff Long and Les Miles, uh, maybe not. So, uh, home run derby. Did either of you guys? Did you both watch it? I watched parts of it. Okay. I had not fully tuned in, but okay. I watched parts. Well, most people didn't see this until they read about it afterwards. But a fan flipped over a railing and crash landed onto his head trying to track one of the balls on the home runs. Um, thank goodness, I it, it uh, he escaped serious injuries. This brings up, and we've talked to you guys about before, walking into a sporting event, and who's who's uh, are, you know, are you um, liable for your own injuries, or, or is anyone else? Can he? Is there any way he could uh, sue Coors Field? Or on the flip side, could the studios, uh, excuse me, so stadium sue whom? If stadiums ever sued fans for being too rowdy, starting fights, putting others in danger, as he's going for this ball, flips over, and could they say, look, you could have hurt someone, you know, you shouldn't be flipping over things just to grab a baseball. Well, so one, I'm not familiar with the laws in Denver, um, but where this took place. But these stadiums, they have to provide um, safe envi- a safe environment for fans. They also know that there is a risk that fans will chase foul balls, mm-hmm. home run balls, anything like that. And so, what they're they're constantly having to figure out is what's the proper and safe and reasonable height of these railings, and what do you expect people to do. And what's going to happen here is, of course, there's some portion of fault on the fan for chasing after the ball. But the fan's going to say, sure, 40% of it's my fault, but 60% of it's you for not having a high enough railing, which would have stopped me dead in my path and kept me from flipping over and landing on my head. And and we've heard of these cases before. There was a tragic case in L.A. in the Staples mm-hmm. Center with an infant that fell over a plexiglass yep. railing. And the stadium goes, look, it was the proper height to code. And the lawyer said, sure, the, the railing and the glass barrier was to height. But what you didn't take into account is there was a ledge for the child to step on, which changes the math. And here I'm looking at a ledge. And so maybe that changes the code math and limits his recovery, of course, by his participation, but entirely, who knows? It, it's very fact sensitive on, on that stuff. You know, what we've, the, you, know, excuse me, you know what we've also seen with baseball stadiums is these nets and how far you extend them down. People have taken, you know, people have been killed by foul balls, and the whole thing is, hey, you better extend that net down because if you don't, we're, you know, you're going to be liable if we get hit in the head with a foul ball. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's something over time we've seen uh, the Nets go from just behind home plate to protect the Diamond Club from the really fast ones that go off the, the top of the bat um, to down the baseline even further. And so it's one of those things that we evolve as time and we, we crunch the numbers on stats on how many foul, foul balls are coming in at a high rate of speed on, on these various seats. And, and then they have to figure out what sight line limitations are impacted and things like that. And, and and make that risk assessment accordingly. That's every building premises owner is assessing risk. Absolutely right. Everything Ashley just said is the gospel truth. I have nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> how, how much are either of you two going all out to catch a uh, home run ball at a baseball game? Absolutely oh, not, because I'm, I'm pro-life. That life is my life. <laughs> and, um, and no ball. Nothing is, nothing is oh. worth it. I'm not. Sam's no. boring. I, I like chasing <laughs> foul balls. But also, I'm with Sam. If it's, a, uh, if it's a playoff game. Uh, I'm upping your life insurance. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> is, there, is there any way that w- what what would you ask of Sam, Ashley, if you were able to catch a foul ball or a home run ball in one of your mugs? Oh, what would I? I, <laughs> while, I mean, hold, be, holding, be while holding catch. Rocky, yes, while, while holding Rocky, Rocky and a beer, and texting us. And, and text, and <laughs> hey, book. I'm going to an Aviators game <laughs> on Friday, so uh, tune in, everyone. If you drop Rocky. <laughs> Going for oh, yeah. a foul ball. Who, yeah, who gets the no, advantage there? Hey, no, you two would. hands, two hands, Sam, two hands. One for Rocky. <laughs> well, obviously, one of us here is the more talented, athletic person. It's not me. <laughs> Wait, are you taking Rocky? Are they having a dog day, like where you can bring your dog? No, I'm not taking Rocky. Oh, um, that's a no, disappointment. No. We actually, but this is funny, a funny story. You want a funny story? <laughs> we're we're going to go to a Dodgers game next Monday. We're going to L.A. We're going to Dodgers game. And we jokingly said to our our uh, one of our marketing people, we go, we should, you know, obviously Rocky's going, right? And she, bless her heart, literally asked the Dodgers, and 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 the the, the our partners out there, if if we, well, so can we bring Rocky? And they were all like consternated about it. They're like, "We're really sorry, but your dog cannot go into the dugout suite." And and it was we, so funny when she told us. She goes, she was like, "Hey guys, I'm really sorry, but Rocky, they they're not gonna let Rocky to the game." We we're like, "What? You asked?" And she was like, "Yeah." And we were like, we were totally joking. Totally. Go Dodgers. Well, give her a raise because she's uh, she knows who's important around there. Hey, Rocky, right. you know. Well, yes. he's the CEO, so yes. there you have it. <laughs> it's Rocky. Sam and Ash Law on Twitter, 702-820-1234. Best push range attorneys in town. See their billboards. I saw one again today on Twitter. Oh, they're all over town. Yeah, I mean, oh, my gosh. Uh, here we go. At Sam and Ash Law on Twitter. copycats. <laughs> enjoy, Clay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take care uh, of yourself. We'll, we'll tell them See you guys. Yeah, you guys. Enjoy. All right. Bye. Love you guys. Bye. Take care. Um, Rocky got denied the Dodger well, Stadium. I thought there were dog games at baseball. Well, there are, but usually it's like a one once a year type thing, not just a park hey, in the park. Whenever you yeah. want to show up with your dog, <laughs> show up with your dog. I'll tell you this: so I'm going to Astros Padres in uh, September or something like that. The Padres have a permanent dog section. Yes, out I in know center that. Yes. field. Yes, are you and bringing I, your dogs? Well, we tried. They're booked for the year. They were to get into the dog to park? get into the dog park with you, like to bring your dogs or whatever. They were booked for the entire year, and I was like, "It's COVID. How the hell are you booked for the whole year on this?" <laughs> dogs can sniff out COVID. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they should have more dogs in the park. So they were like, "We'll let you know next year." And I'm like, 
all right. I mean, I still, I'll still take my dog to a Padres game, you, but book for the whole damn year. Do you take your dogs on the trips? No, we uh, we are not taking them to San Diego. We thought about it because San Diego's got a lot of dog friendly stuff we can yes. do, uh, yes. and we we might in the future. Like my girlfriend really wants to do like a vacation with the dogs, but. We were like, yeah, it's a lot of work. And yeah. <laughs> when we do that, we're going to plan specifically like this is just for the dogs. We're not going to do anything to like enjoy ourselves. Okay. So I was looking up while you guys were talking about um, like different liabilities within stadiums. And just off like Tyler mentioned fighting, what they do if like fans get into fights, or maybe it was uh, Ash that mentioned fighting. But I was like, oh, yeah, what happens? And the first thing that popped up, the best. Stadium jail in the country is at Coors Field. <laughs> really? So really? had you gotten into a fist fight? Really? Yeah, apparently the best. Wait, what's the definition of best? Like the nicest? Like they have beds and stuff you like can sleep I'm in? gonna be the most comfortable yeah, if comfortable I get they arrest me? there? Or the best is in like it's terrible and you pay for your crimes. I mean, you you literally I guess it's a just a metal bench in a like small room narrow room. With a bar that you get handcuffed to, which apparently is much better than, like, I don't know, the Phillies jail, which is an actual, like, they've got metal bars and you just get thrown in with other drunk people. (laughs) All right, coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. Call Sam and Ash at 702-820-1234 or visit their website, samandashlaw.com. Sam and Ash, because you deserve what's right. Bischoff's briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just then. Should I make Bischoff's briefs about fake horses? I thought you were. I thought you were on top of something else. Well, I was going to do like Vladimir Tarasenko. Would you do like Tarasenko? Should the Golden Knights try to trade for him? No, that's boring. Go to the go to the the fake horses. All right, let's go fake horses. <laughs> Not going to do Zach Parisi. Yeah, Zach Parise, uh, former captain under Pete DeBoer. Uh, Pete likes him. Bring Pete him likes in. him. You can get him for like two dollars because he's got all that buyout <laughs> money coming from Minnesota. You're right. You're right. But he plays. On the wing, and they don't need any more wingers. They're trying. They might be trying to get rid of wingers instead, instead of bringing in new ones. Real quick, before you say anything, I'm trying to think. Parisi's kind of an interesting name to where you wouldn't really have a nickname. Oh boy, that is a good question. Zachy, Zacher? It'd have to be the first one though. It couldn't Parise. be Parisi. Nah, no, there's nothing there. No, it's I mean, to do. it's Zacher or Zachy. Pariser, Pariser. Oof. You could call That'd him be a reach. Square if you want to go deep cut. Star Trek The Next Generation. I have no idea what that means. Derailed the show? All right. (laughs) Do you know what that means? No. No (laughs) chance. I've seen Star Wars, not Star Trek. I don't know what happened in Star Trek. I don't. I never watched it. No clue. What's the the main guy in Star Trek? I mean... I know one character's name, and I want you to pick it out right now. Oh, I know one. Picard? No. No, I've heard that one before. No. um, I I know one character... Spock. You Spock. I know Spock. Okay. William Shatner, right? No, that was Kirk. Kirk. Oh. Shatner was Kirk. <laughs> Did you know that? 
No, all I, I know is there saying, is somebody named Spock. I knew Spock. I don't know who it is. I knew William Shatner was on the show, but I didn't uh, look at how disgusted is he right now. I, no, neither no, is what he's talking about. We're, we're, we're all right. Who's oh, William Shatner? I, he's an actor. I know another actor I he believe was, was on. I believe was on that show, but I don't remember his character, Leonard Nimoy. That was Spock. Oh, jeez. I have never heard of Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> he was the guy with the ears, Spock. They don't all have the ears? Not like his, no. his pointy ears. We right now are sending this kid over the edge Jared because we are so, so uneducated about this. To, he can't even yeah, look at no, us. No, he can't even look at he's us. He's trying so hard yes. not to look no, at us. No, he wants to throw that computer at our heads <laughs> because I'm just we're just yelling out like characters and actors, and we have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> they made like nine movies. <laughs> no chance. And I haven't seen one of them. They Not rebooted it one. and made it an action film just so that people like you guys would watch them. Wait, is there a blind guy that wears the like weird? Jordy LaForge. Yeah, what's his character's name? Jordy LaForge oh. is the character. Oh. Is he actually blind? No, he's LeVar Burton from no, Rainbow. No, 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 not, not the actor, but the character is actually blind. Yes, and okay. he has to wear the visor. And it, oh, it, I know who LeVar Burton is. Yeah, it's an actor, host of Jeopardy. Did he get the gig? No, I just know that they the oh. internet wanted him okay. to be the host of Jeopardy. Okay. This is the worst Bischoff briefs we've ever done. Yeah, we got. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just enjoyed needling you on us not knowing anything <laughs> no about Star Trek at all. It's phenomenal. <laughs> um, so okay, I'll give you a little bit on fake horses that is definitely going to be over the edge for you, Ed. Are you ready for standard deviation of race times? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, I have no idea what you're talking about. Are fake digital horses on Zed? They actually run like that. You see, I've them, seen it. You, you see showed me a race. You showed me a track. race. Yeah, it's timed. Like the horses okay. have a time, so you know how fast your horse, horse actually ran. And you can go back and look and see how fast your horse runs and all this. Like our best horse, his last race at eighteen hundred meters was one hundred and six point seven seconds. A little okay. slow, struggling a little bit there. He only finished an eighth. Not great. So now. You can actually see, uh, because there's, somebody has done a very good job of presenting this information, you can actually see your horse's average race time at each different distance. You can also see their fastest and their slowest. Well, like 200 meters, 400 meters, so you can, you can see it, what they're yeah, doing. 100 at, okay. up to 2,600, okay. uh, or 1,000 up to 2,600, I should say. And you can see the standard deviation, which tells you how far away from average they finish. And the reason that's important. Do you remember when I explained U-shaped horses? You've explained a All lot right, about so, this weirdness. I, I, it kind of, it kind of goes over the head. So right? there's, there's <laughs> the five different classes, one to five, I remember that. right? Yeah, and I you remember can that. move up and down depending on if you win or yes. lose or whatever. So a U-shaped horse is a horse that finishes in first a lot and finishes in last a lot and does not finish like five, six, seven, eight ever, right? Like that's a U-shaped horse. That's sort of like the perfect horse. It's a parabola. Yes. Okay, so how many of your 27 are U-shaped? We have one that's really good. Like, he's he finished. the only problem is he finishes ninth more than he finishes 12th. So he's kind of got a little bit of a hiccup in there. Okay. But he's re- he finishes first all the damn time. It's okay. great. He's really the only one that's a legitimate U-shaped horse. But what, what we're talking about standard deviation is because the key here to having a good horse is not having a good, like, average finishing time. The key is having a horse that will finish... Two seconds above average and two seconds below average. He either wins it all or you don't right. win in it anything. And so now we can look at standard deviation and figure out if these horses are actually able to finish 
above or below average a significant margin. What's your average horse run the 18? Is it 1,800 meters? 1,800. Our, okay. our good horse, 1,800 is his uh, preferred distance. So his average yes, time... Yes, because he tells you that. Go his, ahead. His average time... <laughs> Is a hundred and six seconds. That's the seconds. part where you're drawing the line. <laughs> yeah, because he talks to you. His average time at 1,800 meters is a hundred and six seconds. Okay, the horse you told me could could sell for fifty grand. What would he run it in? Oh, I'll have to go look it up. Would it be like in the ninety? I'll have to go would look he, it up. He would. He'd be under a hundred. Well, okay, right? but here's here's the key. So our horse's fastest time at the eighteen hundred meters is a hundred and four and a half seconds, right? Okay. So, yeah. so the all time record at eighteen hundred meters is 93 seconds. Oh, he blew your horse away. Yeah. Now that's Destroyed. the all-time record. Now, you wouldn't even see Ragu on the on the screen. Not. Now the average is 107.8. Oh, so you're you're better than that. Yeah, you're so we're, than we're better than average. But you're the all-time all record is 93 seconds, which seems sounds impossible when I say that out loud because that is that is 8 seconds. What am I doing the math here? No, that is 11 seconds faster More. than my horse. Hmm? 11? You got you, you a That's, cheap horse. The other horses aren't horse. even on the screen anymore. I know. I was going to say, do you ever, do you even see the other horses? No, I got to find this horse. Where is he at? Now, that $50,000 horse, would you call it a, a, a Screamer 1 or a something 1 or... What are they? What's the big? What's the best? Uh, N1 Nakamoto N1, Genesis? Okay, or N1 Z1, Nakam- I should say. Z1 N1. Nakamoto Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really going to really gonna remember that after the show. I just... I, I just <laughs> want... What? And... I just want uh, you at some point tonight to be like, you know, Yada's it's a real Z1 knockabout. <laughs> okay. I, I hope you guys will find this funny. So my mother, if you know anything about her, she's got about 100 different animals. Yeah, she's, on, she has farms and stuff. She thinks she yeah. has a miniature farm in yeah. Mississippi. She doesn't have a real farm, but she thinks she does. She now has cows. And I feel like she suddenly just finds animals that are like, I have cows now. I also feel like she has a farm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. It's not like, but yeah. it's, it's also like it's in Mississippi. So I, I assume it, it's like in the middle of the woods. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's that's what it is. It's just the middle of the woods. It's not like real farm. So, OK, so I told you like our horse, uh, you can have like Z1 Nakamoto Genesis is like the best, best horse. horse you can yeah, have. Best like horse. Our, our best horse is a Z13 Elite Finney. That sounds, right. that sounds really far behind the Z1. Right, it is. But, yes, that's, like, what our horse is. So my mother sent, like, our family's group message the other day. She just had a baby cow. And she said, he has excellent genetics, homozygous pulled, A2, A2 milk protein, and a highly desirable color. Needless to say, I was hoping for a girl. And it's the exact same way me and my friends talk about fake horses. The exact same way. Like the genetics and how important they are. You're milking the, your horses? The coat color for <laughs> fake money? Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> and just like my mom was hoping for a girl cow, we're always hoping for female horses. So when you breed them and you don't get one, you're like all bummed for the day. Yeah, because then because if you get a boy horse, really they, the only value they're going to have is are they a good racer? And then there's some that can bring you value because other people will pay to breed with your horse. So... How, like, bummed have you been about this stuff? Like, does it cost you days at a time, like, was sulking around because some weird horse didn't win? No, no. We, we've we been pretty bummed recently because we've, we've, got, we've had a lot of new babies recently, and we've run some of them, and they've gotten terrible odds in their first race. Like, like we're talking, like, 40 to 1 odds in their first race, and the worst you can be is, like, 43. Like, horrific odds, and, we're, and it's impossible. Like... Our horses, rough estimate, we should produce our horses like 5% of them should have odds of like 40 or 40 to 1 or worse. 
And we've had three in the last, like, four days. Jared. I finally figured out why he's not having kids. He has these fake horses. Oh, of course. One, he doesn't. He, he, oh, one, my one, God. One, it'll cost them less. Yes. <laughs> over the course of their lives. I mean, not to, like, throw a wrench into this. Horses ever die? Not that we know of. <laughs> not yet? No. They haven't introduced that part of the <laughs> I game thought yet. When they introduced that, like, wait a minute. I paid 10 <laughs> grand for this <laughs> no, thing. Okay. Oh, all right. So we need what we need is a grand national style race so that they <laughs> they bring the tent onto the thing. <laughs> the guy with the shotgun just walks. Well, see, that's the thing. I mean... If Wiggly Piggly like breaks down and breaks its leg, are you gonna have someone go on and say we got to put him down? Oh, I'll tell him to put him down. <laughs> yeah. Ed Graney has been a journalist for over thirty years. He's seen a lot of shit and been given a lot of free stuff. Oh, brother. All right, back to show and tell. Whether it was scurvy or a padre eating a Snickers bar. Why don't you bring this potato? You're always trying to give me potatoes. What is it with you? Ed Graney is here to show and tell. You like that music? I don't know what it is. Is it scurvy? It's not scurvy. Oh, wait, scurvy was a metal band. Simple as my mama said when I was very young. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> Chase Beckham, 23. Never heard of that. Really? No. It's number one on the Doesn't country Taylor list for a long Swift time. Taylor Swift have his album called 23? This was just his song called No, 23. she's feeling 22. Uh, All right. Who's 24 then? <laughs> I actually... Was Jason it a, No, was it Adele that had an album called uh, 24? All right, uh, I'm on it. So uh, we're doing a new segment yeah. called yeah. Show and Tell. But tomorrow I'm going to bring my show because I told you about something that's very exciting for me tomorrow that someone, a listener sent me a while back but when I was doing the show with Clay. I have no idea why he sent it to me or why he would have spent the time to make it. Uh, God love him. Uh, so I'm going to bring that tomorrow for Show and Tell. Okay. So we're kind of running out of time today. But Yeah, uh, yeah. we're yeah. going to move this up in the yeah. show. So it's, no, not, this, we'll bring so it tomorrow. it's not our last segment of the day. And I want to show you it and get your thoughts. It was okay. Yeah, because the, I mean, the, the last segment of the day is supposed to like be for us to torture ad about the Dodgers that, like that's yeah. that's that's what it is but or for me to fa- tell you that Gabe on Twitter oh for God's sake oh God. wants me to make Bischoff's Reese about fake horses all the time this is Gabe Gabe yes wants that to happen also uh we just entered our superstar horse into a race to give you an idea of how long it takes it will not start until 507 p.m okay third screen hold on though hold on no that's right third screen you love the third screen. How many screens do you have, literally? If I need to? No, if you need to. If you need to. Uh, in the same room, on, though. You can't on, have on, a different on, room. Before yeah, yeah. he answers, before he answers, how many do you think he has? Because I'm in going In the six. same room? I'm going six. His phone? I think I think you have the ability to pin... Uh, the, the tough thing here is how many TVs does he have in one room? Because I know the other stuff that he could have the screen on. So... I'm going to give this kid a little weirdness and say, for some reason, he's got two televisions in the same room. I'll say five screens at once. So I do have two televisions mounted on a wall would in you? my loft. Yeah, why so, would like, you? <laughs> because NFL, everybody does. So like NFL season, I mean, I do. right? I will, I will put two NFL games yes, on, that's two. on my TVs. I will have like my iPad set up. That's three. And, put, and like Red Zone will be there. And then I won't be watching anything, but I'll have my laptop with Four. Twitter and everything, and then obviously and your my phone. phone. And he has, he has a, hold on, he has a second screen that he can slide out on yes. his laptop. Yes. That's six. I don't, I don't actually use that too often. But, but you do. have an ability to do that. Yeah, That's I've got a six. little attachment that I can put on the back of my laptop, and it'll slide out and with I'll another have a second, screen. And I'll have a second screen. Yeah. What laptop's that? 
Well, you can put it on any laptop. It just hooks in with like a USB thing or something. You have an ability to have six screens in one room. Yeah, and I actually just got a new laptop, so I could make it seven because the one I'm not using anymore still works. Wow. So tonight you'll have NBA, the lights, weird horses. Nothing else is going on. I'll probably go Copa. I'll probably go NBA. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably stay downstairs. NBA on the main TV. I'll put lights on my tablet, and then I'll just watch the horses on my phone. As if right now we only well, got the, one race. I mean, it's like you're only in one race. You're done yeah. in a couple minutes. Yeah, so I'll just watch them on my phone and be good to go. Dude, yeah. thick screens. I'd be divorced like yeah. 20 years ago. Oh, it's Six great. screens. It's great. I haven't actually gone up there in a while and used all of them. Why would you? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's fun. Nobody talks to me. Just the TVs. Well, at least she talks to you anyway. 